0: Welcome to the Eco News Report. I'm your host this week, Tom Wheeler, Executive Director of EPIC, the Environmental Protection Information Center. We're going to be talking about the McKay Community Forest today, and joining me is Hank Seaman, Deputy Director for Environmental Services at the County of Humboldt. Hey, Hank. Good morning, Tom. And we also have Stevie Luther, who is a board member on the Humboldt Trails Council. Hey, Stevie. Hi, Tom. All right. So we are talking about the McKay Community Forest. Hank, this is something that you've worked on for shoot, probably about a decade now. Where where is this community forest? I I I don't know if I've been there before.
1: Sure. So the McKay Community Forest is located just southeast of Eureka, and it's a portion of the larger Ryan Creek watershed. And the Ryan Creek watershed drains into Humble Bay. And Almost 10 years ago, efforts were made and things came together for the county to acquire what we now have is 1,200 acres. That was acquired in two phases from Green Diamond Resource Company, and the first phase was acquired in 2014.
0: Okay. So if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm going out to like Redwood Acres, I think I see a sign right before I get to Redwood Acres about a community forest. Is that kind of roughly part of part of this acquisition?
1: Yes. The community forest has this kind of long structure that kind of widens and narrows, and it's generally on the urban interface with Myrtletown and Cutton and Ridgewood Heights. So it runs along, yeah, runs along the east side of all those communities, and then the eastern property boundary for the community forest is generally Ryan Creek.
0: Okay, so we're, we're talking a little bit east of Cutton. So redwood acres may be on the northern portion of this community forest. And then if you're at the, the redwood playfields, the, the thing that Rexbone helped to, to create, it's going to run to the east of that and kind of circles around the southeast of, of the city, if I'm not mistaken. What, what kind of forest is this? What, what, what is the ecosystem type we're looking at here?
1: It's primarily redwood forest. And it's very productive. Just the soils and the climate lead to great growing conditions for redwood. There's also nice hardwood stands, big leaf maple and alder. And Rhine Creek is a really nice perennial stream. And it has coho salmon. And then there's tributaries to Rhine Creek. So it's really got some really nice diverse ecosystem components. But really the feature element is is Redwood Coast Redwood
0: and it's just you know just outside of our largest city here in Humboldt County, so this is very cool. And I lied earlier when I said I didn't know where this was. I'm actually a big fan of the McKay Community Forest. I was just trying to play dumb for for the purposes of asking a question. And I, I love the McKay already because I love to go huckleberry picking in there. There are some nice huckleberry patches along some of these old logging roads that run through the community forest. So that's my tip for for come fall if you want to find some good huckleberries got McKay Community Forest. And I hope I haven't been violating the law (laughs) by going out there and picking. Maybe I shouldn't admit this on the radio. So so we now have this acquisition, this large forest parcel. How how is it to be managed? What, What are we going to do with this forest land now that it is in community hands?
1: Management of the McKay Community Forest will largely follow the model from Arcata Community Forest. And so Arcata is set just really a tremendous example for community forestry, balancing environmental, economic, and social values. And so our intent is to provide public access and an abundance of trails for recreation and just spending time in the woods and having just that great experience in the redwoods. And then we're also planning to do timber harvest and that would generate revenues that will fund the management and the build out of the forest. And then potentially in the future, there'll be surplus revenues that could be used for other community benefits like county parks and trails or other things. And then a big part of the management is just understanding what the forest resources are, how we can conserve them, how we can improve their conditions and their habitat. And so we've already started identifying some of the key restoration priorities for our, for that property.
0: And so all of this that you're talking about, the, from timber management to recreation, restoration opportunities, that is outlined in a, a document that has just been released by the county. Is that correct? The Forest Stewardship Plan?
1: Yes. So we have basically three plans and I'll describe them briefly. Back in 2020, we released what was called the McKay Community Forest Trail Plan. So that was focused on public access and recreation. That went through a review process and then we finalized it. We got a lot of good public comments that were incorporated into the final plan. And then just last week, we released the Forest Stewardship Plan. And so the Forest Stewardship Plan is a broader guidance document for how we propose to manage all aspects of the forest. And so the trail plan is a piece of that. And in fact, the trail plan is an attachment to the forest stewardship plan. And the forest stewardship plan is intended to be accessible to just general people. And it is a companion document to the non-industrial timber management plan or an NTMP. And the NTMP is a compliance document that is submitted to CAL FIRE To demonstrate how the proposed timber management will comply with the forest practice rules. So that's been submitted, that's under review by Cal Fire, and that will um, become our permitting document going forward.
0: So, as someone who works for an organization that often watchdogs Cal Fire and the timber harvest process, let me just give a quick plug for how timber harvest is being proposed here. This is the the good kind of timber harvest that we want to see. If anybody's ever kind of tracked the Arcadia community forest, they log across all age classes, and it's a really light touch forestry that actually will increase total biomass in the forest over time. So less is taken out than grows annually, and it's managed to create a diversity of forest conditions and and, and largely the development of the kind of big old trees that we want to see in our forests. And it's also really heartening that timber harvesting will be done through an NTMP, a non-industrial timber management plan, because it requires that we don't do the large, even age clear cut management. It, it requires that things are done through kind of a, a kinder, gentler, smaller process. So I, I, I will put my own name and reputation that I, I think that this is probably going to end up pretty well if it, If it's anything like the Arcata Community Forest, which also has had the same kind of timber consultants at BBW Forestry based here in Arcata, it's going to be good for us. All right. So, Stevie, I want to bring you into the conversation and Humboldt Trails Council to talk a little bit about the trails plan and volunteer Trail Stewards. So maybe just ground us. what, What is the Humboldt Trails Council and what is your interest in the McKay Community Forest?
2: Thanks. Yeah, the Humboldt Trails Council serves as a unified voice for trails in Humboldt County. And we've been running the Volunteer Trails Steward Program for over a decade. And just in the last year alone, we've provided over 4,600 hours of volunteer labor on the trails. And it's everything from trash pickup to graffiti removal to really building trails. In the Arcata Community Forest, our volunteers have done an excellent job of maintaining and carving out new trails. And so we're we're excited for all the new trail development in Humboldt County and happy to be part of the McKay Community Forest.
0: So the, the trail stewards will contribute to the trail network in the McKay, is what I'm hearing?
2: That's right. Our plan right now is we'll be working with the county employees and the trail manager Dennis Houghton. And we want to get a what we're calling a Delta force of volunteers out there to do like 15 to 20 hours of work a week and really carve out and, and do some of the legwork for trails. And then starting in hopefully September, we'll open it up to larger groups and we'll do regular work days recurring every month where people can come out and help build the trails
0: in the mckay awesome well thank you humble trails council that's a wonderful service that you provide hank can you tell us a, a little bit more perhaps summarize the the larger trails plan how how many miles of trails are we talking about here what are the highlights of this future trail network that you're you're looking to develop and and any other things that you want to plug about the the recreation aspect of the mckay community forest
1: sure you know and this is a huge part of just the the future benefits of the McKay because prior to McKay, if you lived in Eureka and you wanted to walk in the Redwood Forest, you have to get in your car and you have to drive to Avenue of the Giants or Prairie Creek or on the other side of the bay to Arcata Community Forest. So very shortly, people in the greater Eureka area can just step outside their door, ride their bike, take a bus, short drive and step into the woods. And we spent a lot of time looking at the preferred trail network and we want to integrate that with the network of logging roads some of those logging roads need to be decommissioned and so it 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 was an exercise to figure out just the most sustainable locations for trails and you know we really want a diversity of trail types so there'll be some trails on wider logging roads but we'll also have what we call multi-use trails that might be six feet wide, six to eight feet wide for multiple user types. And then we'll also have some single purpose trails that are designed specifically for mountain bikers or hikers. And in addition to the volunteer trail stewards, we've got a lot of support and interest from the Redwood Coast Mountain Bike Association. And they have a great interest in building trails. They like to build the mountain bike trails to have the technical elements that they like, the bank curves and the rollers and the jumps to get the good flow and have a good riding experience. And and this is going to be great for young people in Eureka who want to get into mountain biking to have mountain bike trails just in their backyard. And we're also really fortunate to be working with Dennis Houghton. He spent several years working with Cedar Arcata and then also State Parks and Dennis is teaching a class at College of the Redwoods on trail building, and big emphasis is on building sustainable trails and working with natural contours and drainage. So trail building has really become kind of a mature discipline or domain, if you will, and just the techniques and the skills. So we're really kind of in a a mature phase of trail building, and we also want to work closely with the California Conservation Corps to help their members learn the skills for trail building that could really be transferable to a lot of other areas.
0: Very cool. So Stevie, if I want to learn how to do some trail building and sign up for the volunteer trail stewards, how can I go about doing that? Where should I find more information?
2: Yeah, the best place to go is humtrails.org. And we have a calendar of all of our work days. It's usually every Saturday From 9 to 11 at various trails throughout the county. And you can stay up to date on when the McKay Community Forest workdays will start. And then besides that, we, we have jobs for everybody and try to make it a welcoming volunteer experience. And you can just show up. We'll provide gloves and tools and we'll set you to work moving wheelbarrow loads of gravel.
0: Yeah, it, it can be a good workout. So, why have a gym membership when you can just volunteer for the trail stewards and improve, improve our trail network and get a good workout at the same time and get that like endorphin rush from both doing good things and working out? It, it's a pretty good two for there, huh? The Eco News Report, we are talking about the McKay Community Forest. So, Hank, you, you've said that there are multiple plans as part of this larger process. We have the Ford stewardship plan. We have this trails plan. Where can people find more information on these plans?
1: On the county website, we have a webpage dedicated to the McKay Community Forest. You know, search engine is probably your best most direct route, but it is.
0: And I I will also say that we'll put a link to this in the show notes, which you can find on the com. So go there and you'll find all the resources you need, both to link you to the volunteer trail stewards. And we'll also link you to the county's website that has the forest stewardship plan and and other docs there. But yeah, I I found it just by Googling McKay Humboldt County plan or something like that. So-
1: And the website has the draft plan and there's also a comment form And it's just a basic comment form with some general questions about what people value about this proposed community forest and does the forest stewardship plan make sense? Could it be improved? So that's an option for people to make comments or just an email or a letter would be helpful. And we're really inviting comments through the end of May.
0: Okay. So go check it out. Send in your comments. And it's time for us to take a quick break. We'll be back with more eco news in just a sec. We are back to the eco news report. We are talking about the McKay community forest. So let's talk a little bit more about timber harvesting, because I, I imagine that this might be one of the things that would cause controversy because it is a publicly owned forest and there there's timber harvesting activities being proposed. Can you, can you talk, Hank, a, a little bit more about what the forest conditions are at the moment and what you're hoping to accomplish through timber harvesting, what the desired future conditions to use the, the nerdy sequa language might look like.
1: Sure. And this information is also presented in the Forest Stewardship Plan, where we spent a fair amount of time assessing existing conditions. And the existing forest is primarily uneven age stands. So these are trees that have gone through several cycles of harvest and primarily clear-cutting and most of the trees are less than 50 years old. There's a few stands that are second growth that are 85 years or older but generally there's kind of young trees, low diversity, very dense stands and our desired future conditions are to have a more diverse forest with mixed-age trees, trees of variety of ages, young, medium, and old. So really an emphasis on larger, older trees as part of that mosaic. And then also really having complex structural characteristics because that provides the diversity of habitat for different species. And that could be standing dead trees or snags, but also down woody debris and also having large old trees with a lot of broken tops and complex limbs and just a lot of gnarly looking trees that provide great habitat. And so initially, the harvests will probably be more more of an emphasis on thinning, thinning these really dense overstock stands, trying to release growth from the more robust trees. And then over time, we'll have this growing mosaic of multi-age trees, and then we can do single tree or small group openings that more simulate a natural disturbance in a forest. And having those edge habitats is really important for a lot of species species. Yeah, we've also looked at the growth rate, projected growth rate of the trees in the forest within the community forest. And our plan is assuming that we would harvest about 50 to 60 percent of the annual growth, at least for the next 20 to 25 years. So there'll be a net increase in biomass and standing volume of trees within the community forest.
0: And I, I should also mention that this idea of this, we have these dense overstock stands as a product of the historic clear-cut management employed by Green Diamond. This is something that we encounter across the North Coast in our Redwood stands that have been transitioned from industrial timber production to different uses, whether this is portions of Headwaters Forest outside of Eureka or Redwood National Park has some lands that were acquired that were formerly industrial timberlands that had been cut over. And one thing, Hank, that you touched on that I, I really think is important here is this idea of competitive release, that one, one thing that we, we want to do on, on our public lands is we want to increase forest carbon sequestration and and storage. And when you have too many trees per acre, one thing that can happen is that they all compete against each other. And so growth is uniformly stunted. And so we don't get those large trees until you have die off within the forest because of this competition. And that can take many, many, many decades. And so what we've seen from other experiments on National Park, BLM land and so forth, is that when we do this this small diameter thinning. So you're, you're going in and you're taking out these small trees. What, what you'll see is a very rapid increase in biomass on the remaining trees because you've cleared out other trees that are competing for water and nutrients. You've cleared out other trees that are competing for light. And so the remaining trees get bigger faster than they otherwise would. And we're also creating a forest stand that more naturally mimics what was here before European American colonization of the North coast. So you'll see a tree density, a tree spacing that will be more park-like. So if you go to one of the national parks and you see the trees per acre, it will start to resemble that more than just the, what can be called a dog hair thicket of, of very many young regrowing redwood and dug trees. So, Again, I, I'm really excited that the county's working with BBW Forestry out of Arcata. They have been the consultants for the Arcata Community Forest for very many years and are the, the best eco-forestry group that we have here on the North Coast. So a really fantastic outfit has been put together to ensure that we're, we're going to be doing this correctly. Hank or Stevie, within this community forest, have you... Have you developed any places yet that are your favorites or you think will become good a- attractions for for folks to go and visit? Are there any spots that stand out? And it could be it could be something superlative like a, a grand waterfall, although I'm not sure if if Ryan Creek has any grand waterfalls on it, but it also can just be a meadow or or something a, a very pleasant place that is away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. So a, any favorite spots within the community forest?
2: I'll, I'll jump in, and I think it's it's away from the Green Diamond logging road, so I won't get in too much trouble. But I would definitely encourage folks to check out the Northridge parking lot and the trails off of there. When I found that, it was totally new. I had never walked back there, and it's it's off the beaten path, very quiet, single-track trails, and it's, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: So, where whereabouts is this how can people find this parking lot
2: that one is <laughs> it's out towards cutting and you keep driving up Cutten.
0: i probably should encourage people to go out there if it's not open yet and so so hank when when can when should the public start to take advantage of this really cool new resource that we we will have
1: i mentioned we have three plans right now the trail plan the forest stewardship plan the non-industrial timber management plan And then we are also working on the environmental report for the trail plan. So that's for compliance with CEQA, California Environmental Quality Act. And so we plan to release that draft CEQA document in short order, and that has mitigation measures to ensure that our trail building doesn't have significant environmental impacts. And one of our challenges, if you will, is aligning the CEQA document for the trail plan with the road plan in the NTMP because under the forest practice rules, if you have a road that's no longer going to be used for timber harvesting, it needs to be decommissioned and the controllable sediment discharge sites need to be managed. Those rules weren't developed envisioning that it would be in a community forest where we want to convert some of those old logging roads to trails. There'll still be a much smaller footprint and the sediment will be stabilized, but it won't be decommissioned as it would if it was purely a logging road. So we've had to align our plans to make sure that the trail plan, CEQA document, and the NTMP for timber harvest are consistent. So we've resolved that and we'll be ready to release the CEQA document shortly. And then that goes through a 30-day public review period. We'll bring that back to the board. We'll respond to comments. And then once the board adopts the CEQA document for the trail plan, then we intend to open- the parking lot that's at Northridge road in Cutton, and really start building trails in earnest. We built that parking lot because we had some grant funds with an expiring deadline. And so we were able to take advantage of those funds and build that parking lot. It's designed with equestrian parking. That's another really important user group. So we envision equestrian use coming off of Northridge and Northridge is a really great spot because there's some flat ground coming off of that parking lot. And so we want to create accessible trails, trails that can be used by people with mobility devices. Um, So we'll have firm and stable trail surface there as long as we can go. And that'll, trying to create the trails to be accessible for as many people as possible. And then also in Northridge, we're planning to work with Redwood Coast Mountain Bike Association to develop a bike skills park. So this would have some specific trail elements and trail routes that are readily accessible for families and young people that they can learn and practice bike skills. And RCMBA is very excited to start laying out that bike skills park and have that be a feature for mountain bikers in the Eureka area.
0: Well, so this might get to a uh, somewhat sensitive or, 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 or difficult subject for the county. What is, what is the status of, of the McKay until these planning efforts and until the new trail construction is done? Are, are people allowed to be there? Are they, are they not allowed to be there, but just don't like, do something stupid in, in the interim? What, where is public access at now?
1: And one of the challenges of McKay is that the property boundaries are not intuitive at all. And going back years and years and years, you know a lot of people have entered McKay like on Harris Street and gone down the main logging road and then crossed a bridge, and you know that route is mostly on Green Diamond property. So all of the the Arline Road on the east side of Ryan Creek is is Green Diamond property. People are entering the county-owned portion, the McKay Community Forest. There are some use trails there. It's easy to get lost we're working hard to complete the secret documents so that we can really start building out the trail network, have good signage, have good maps. But until that happens, we're not opening the Northridge parking area. So we're hoping people can be patient and also be respectful of the neighborhoods next to the community forest. And really by this early summer, we hope that we can have a grand opening and invite people to come enjoy the forest.
0: Okay. So I interpret that in, and, and Hank, you can blink twice, to, to let me know if this is okay. Go there at your own risk. Don't be an ass. Take care of yourself. Take care of the place. And don't get in trouble. All right. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, is there anything else that we want to make sure the listeners know about McKay, about the forest stewardship plan?
1: You know, I would just say, you know, we call it a forest stewardship plan. And really the intent is that we want to conserve all the forest resources, You know, acknowledge that it's a forest ecosystem, that it's in the social context of the greater Eureka area. And we want to take a long-term view to manage this property for future generations with a sense of responsibility. And so with this draft plan out for public comment, it's an opportunity for people to think about what do they envision for this, this land becoming and how can it benefit the community? And so, the trick will be to balance the multiple objectives, and there's no perfect way to do it. So we'd like to hear what's important to people in our community about this this great asset that we have now.
0: All right. And as I said before, you can find more information on the thelostcoastoutpost.com. Thank you so much to Hank Seaman from the County of Humboldt and Stevie Luther from humble trails council for joining us on this episode of the eco news report. Have a nice day y'all.
2: Cool. Thanks Tom.
0: All right, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Easy peasy. All right. Talk to thanks, you guys soon.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. Join us again on this time and channel next week for more environmental news from the North coast of California.